Welcome to Sendo Life episode 59. I'm Jessica Duffin and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. This episode is sponsored by my friends at BU. BU are the people helping you to reduce your period pain with nature. They provide quality pure CBD balms, drops and sprays as well as their incredible period patches which you guys know I love. Some of you have asked what's the best way to get the most out of your patches. Just like most things with endometriosis, everyone is different. So you need to find a method that works for you. But many have written in to say that they find applying the patches a day or so before their period helps to soothe and calm the inflammation before their period even starts. I tend to wear them one to two days before my period so that I can get, um, well, I, I get a bit of backache. So that really helps to ease that. And as a result, I find that the pain is much, if I get pain, it's a lot more subtle when my period does start. They come in a pack of five, so should last for the majority of your period, and you can subscribe so you can get them every month. They're $6.99 for a pack or $4.99 if you go for a subscription. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes and start soothing period cramps in natural way. This episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis diet grocery list. This free download gives you an overview of the endometriosis diet and eating for your hormones, tips on shopping for endo on a budget and deep dives into everything I eat on a weekly basis every month. I've also provided my favourite resources for learning more about nutrition for endo if you want to go that bit further. This download is a really perfect way to get an understanding of an anti-inflammatory diet for endometriosis and what that might look like. As always, this guide doesn't replace your medical treatment and it's not intended to treat or cure endometriosis, but it provides you with options that help me to live well with endometriosis. And it's here to inspire you to shop maybe a little bit differently and try different foods out. It's not a diet protocol, so it's not a diet that you should be following, you know, to a T perfectly. This is my personal diet and it's here to serve you and inspire you and give you some ideas and see what eating for endo is like in real life. To download just head to the show notes and follow the link to get your copy. Today's episode is with the wonderful Gretchen Decker. I just love Gretchen so much. We go back, um, we worked together in the past and I just love her energy and her vibe. I just Yeah, I absolutely adore her, as you will hear. Gretchen is a holistic health coach. She is the founder of Glow with Gretchen. She is a contributor contributor at All Bodies and co-founder of the endometriosis support group Everything Endo LA. Gretchen set up Everything Endo LA after discovering that she didn't have any local support in her area when she was in real desperate need of it. Since then... She has grown the group into a safe space that supports people living with and affected by endometriosis, and the group is changing lives. In this episode, we talk about Gretchen's incredible health transformation with endometriosis, from being in a really dark place to living a life of joy and purpose, what running the support group has done for her and her co-founder, and the people she supports. We also talk about how you can start your own get involved in one or attend a support group. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. I'm sure that you will hear the beautiful energy or feel the beautiful energy that Gretchen radiates. And if you have been wanting to create some kind of support in your area, or you really want to go to a support group, but you're worried and you've got anxieties about it, I hope that our conversation answers some of your questions. Here she is. You've had quite a journey with endometriosis over the past few years. Would you be able to tell us what life was like for you and how it's changed? Because I feel like you've gone through a really incredible transformation. Yes, definitely. So my journey has been a long one, similar to basically everyone with endometriosis. Um, I struggled all through my teens and 20s with various signs, including an emergency cyst surgery. 
um, and was still left with very little answers. And it got to a point where when I was 27, I was experiencing a massive amount of pain every day in spite of my cycle. And I knew something was wrong. Um, I remember walking down the stairs and my, my breasts were hurting. I could barely walk down the stairs. And I, I knew at that moment I had to find a new gynecologist and just keep searching until I found the answers. And so I did. I found another gynecologist and I was actually going in to get an IUD thinking that would help me based on my research. And within minutes of describing my symptoms, he stopped me and said, I think you have endometriosis. And of course, I'm like, what is that? Never heard of it. And he explained it to me and um, showed me a video of ablation surgery. He left me in the room to watch it. And I remember leaving that day really relieved to have an answer, but also terrified of what was next, um, knowing that I would probably have to have surgery. Yeah, that's quite a scary experience to be shown the video and like left on your own. Yes. Looking back, I, I was, it was not the best way to best introduction to endo. And so I left that appointment and called my mom and said, my doctor thinks I have this. And she said, Gretchen, that's what I had. And I said, why am I just now finding out about this? And um, she had a hysterectomy when I was in my early teens. And um, they had said, you know, you're all cleared now. It's fine. And so that was the last she had thought of it or heard of it. And so once I got that confirmation from her, I knew I had it and that I would need the surgery both for an actual diagnosis and for the relief. And so I set up an ablation surgery um, a couple days after Christmas, actually, and just a few months after moving in with my boyfriend. And I felt a lot of relief from that. In fact, I thought I was cured. Um, my doctor didn't really explain to me that it could return or anything like that. So I went the next year feeling really great. And um, about a year and a half later, I ended up having a ruptured cyst and I knew exactly what it felt like because of that emergency cyst when I was 20. And I went back to my doctor and within a couple of days I was back in surgery, um, because my cyst had ruptured and the, the fluid was just causing me a lot of pain. So um, I had that surgery and I ended up taking short-term disability. I took about six weeks off of work. And that was the beginning of a real turning point for me, a real personal transformation, because that was the first time in my seven-year career in advertising that I had taken time off work directly through HR without any negotiation through my manager. And I knew that that would change my career forever, but I, I did it because my health was a non-negotiable. And so um, six weeks later, I went back to work. A couple hours in, I was feeling major pain, could barely walk, went back to the doctor that day, and I had another six centimeter cyst. And my doctor's face just went pale when he saw my ultrasound and said, we're going to have to get you back in surgery. And so I did, and I took another four weeks off of work. Um, and through that time off work, I was at rock bottom. My doctor said, your only choice at this, this point is Lupron. And I was determined to not get on Lupron. And so I started researching every which way, hashtags on Instagram, podcasts like yours, nutritional books, everything. And I discovered this whole world of anti-inflammatory lifestyle from nutrition to exercise, to pelvic PT, acupuncture. I was doing all the things. I had a whole health team, therapist. And I transformed. I started to feel a lot better and thought, gosh, if I could change my life, what if I could help others do the same for theirs? And so in my research, I came across health coaching uh, randomly, um, but not at the same time. I think it was a total, uh, a total godsend. And so um, I decided to sign up to be a health coach and get certified through Institute for Integrative Nutrition. So I did that for the next year and learned a lot more about just the other facets of life in terms of well-being from work-life balance to finances to relationships and 
just gaining all the inspiration I could. And um, I graduated in 2018. And around that time, I was I was in the thick of, of being back to work. And I will say I was treated very differently when I went back. And it was very, very difficult, um, both managing my, my, my team as well as managing my... Um, my comfort level at work. I was negotiating work-life balance and being able to work from home. And, um, that was a real struggle. And at the same time, I was in the thick of it with my relationship, trying to figure out what was next for us and how we deal with this as a, as a team. So I was feeling very much alone and I had a breakdown at work one day, a very bad one. I was, my desk was turned to the door and I was just sobbing and my manager happened to come in and she shut the door and soothed me down, um, but basically said, Gretchen, this is like cancer. You're, why is there not a support group? There's support groups for cancer and alcoholics. Where are you getting the support? And I thought, I'm not. I'm, get, I'm looking at online forums for answers and seeking doctor after doctor, but I was not getting the support I needed. And so... I went home that day and called Endo Foundation of America, who has support groups all around the world, but there was nothing in LA. And so I called them and asked why, and, and they just said, you know, we haven't gotten there yet. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and start one and I'll get back to you. And uh, <laughs> within minutes, I was, um, I was searching online and I came across a meetup.com link when, when Googling support group for endometriosis and the page came up blank and I thought, okay, here's my answer. This is where I'll create it. And I did, I, I really did it out of anger because why is there not something like this, this that exists already? And, and, um, so, and I selfishly did it for my own sake because I needed the support and I wanted to meet other women that also needed the support. So the next month I basically just set up a blanket outside of a park right next to my house and said, anyone can come RSVP or not come as you are, bring your friends, bring your partner or whatever. And a couple women met me that day. And that was, that was the beginning of the support group coming to life. Um, and I continued to do monthly support groups at the park for another year and had the chance and opportunity to meet women and really connect intimately with a small group of women from two to five, whoever showed up basically. And Within a year, I, um, I met a, a lovely woman named Kaylee who came to one of my circles and she had all these grand ideas for the support group and how to reach people and how we can engage more with our community. And, um, I said, girl, you got to join me. <laughs> you are, <laughs> you're my, my endo sister and partner in this. And, um, she did. So we are partnering together now and we, created a fun, catchy name for our support group, which is Everything Endo LA. And we have an Instagram now where we can connect with people. And we have lovely, beautiful graphics for brochures that we're handing out to doctors and at marches and everyday people we meet. And it's turned into a, a, a lovely nonprofit organization, really. Um, it's all free. And it's it, it's just come as you are. We've had People bring their friends, their family, their husbands, their kids, their dogs, and uh, it just allows everyone to hear where everyone else is at and feel truly understood. There's so much head nodding and yes, and oh, I get it, Yeah, um, that that in itself is really just healing to feel not alone. Yeah, so true. And also just to not, I don't know what the word is, like when you hear someone else has, I mean, it's horrible, you don't want someone else to have the same symptom as you or any symptoms at all but when you hear someone talk about a really weird symptom that you haven't heard about yet you're like oh that's why like that's why I've got this thing like yes. it just it just adds like more pieces of the puzzle together and you get a clearer picture of your health and you know it's just like I've had really bad allergies for years and it was only when I went to a um, trustee meeting for endometriosis UK that I was like holding a tissue and then another girl was and I can't remember how we started talking but we just started talking about our allergies and it was the first time that I discovered that you have like that endometriosis is like 
linked to higher instances of allergies. Interesting. I, the histamine maybe. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, potentially. I think the autoimmune component and, and there's there's lots there's lots to do with it. But um, you know, it's just some there's so much that comes from connecting with others who are going through what what you've gone through. Absolutely. And you're right, people do f- find answers in that group. We had one uh, woman and I, I love sharing this success story. It makes me feel so happy. Um, she came to one of our groups and we were talking about um, food sensitivity tests and food allergies. And she she had never thought to get tested for it. And after our group, she went and got tested and she found out she was heavily allergic to soy and was eating tofu on the daily. And oh, so, wow. yeah. And so just by getting that answer, she felt better. And then she also spoke to her manager about being able to take breaks because she's on her feet all day as a, as a nurse. And her manager ended up having a, a family member who had endometriosis and was very understanding. And now they have just this unspoken language where she can take a break as needed. And she came back to share this with me in person. And she looked completely different. She had color in her face. She, she was beaming ear to ear. And that alone makes all of this worth it just to know that just by sharing our story we can give other people answers yeah absolutely that's such a lovely story that's uh yeah I don't know it's really like such simple changes can have such a colossal effect on our well-being and often they're kind of changes that we don't if even think to make it just doesn't occur to us you know, or we don't feel brave enough to to approach our boss and talking to others can just help encourage us a little bit more and give us that confidence to take that step. Absolutely. So I want to come back to um, everything EndoLA, but before we move on to that and really dive into it, what do you think were the key changes that helped you kind of manage and go through this transformation? Because you mentioned you, you kind of did a lot of research on different things do you think that it was an accumulative effect or do you think there was like a few key factors that really influenced it for you? Yes, great question. It was definitely a cumulative effect and I started very small, baby steps. So I started with my diet and in researching the endo diet, I knew I would have to cut out the five, the gluten, dairy, soy, refined sugar and alcohol and coffee. And so, and I say the last part, because I, those are the hardest ones for me. <laughs> yeah, um, you and me so both. I started, <laughs> yes, I started with um, gluten. And after a month, I then took out all the others month by month. And really, it was more of a, of a mental shift for me to say, okay, rather than f- focusing on what I can't eat, here are all the wonderful foods I can't eat. And it's a term in, in health coaching that I learned called uh, crowding out. So you just stock up on all the beautiful fruits and veggies and, um, you know, grains, depending on if you eat those like quinoa, rice, um, nuts, all those kinds of things. And I, I found that to be really helpful because I had tried dieting many times in my life before, but I'd never thought about it in a way of, okay, I'm going to nourish my body because I no longer want to feel this way. I will do anything in my power to feel better. So that was a big mental shift for me as well as physical. Um, And then at the same time, I sought out a therapist. I asked one of my girlfriends for her therapist, who I ended up really loving and still see to this day. And I found an acupuncturist, actually through my, my gynecologist, he referred me to one. And yeah, I just started adopting these habits one by one very slowly and I will say too, something else that has helped me a lot over time is just taking a quick walk. I struggled all through my 20s to be a morning person and to get up. And that absolutely is because of endometriosis, the fatigue and the pain and the stomach aches. But by getting up five minutes earlier and just walking around the block, I put in your podcast or Tara Brock podcast and just sort of meditate. And it became a ritual for me. And I'm now up every morning, making my matcha, going on my walk and allowing myself to have that downtime. 
And that has been absolutely transformational, but it took me, gosh, two years to get to that point where I had a morning ritual, if not longer. Um, so those are definitely the, the top recommendations that have absolutely changed my life. And I continue to make a priority. I love the story of the going for a walk because the waking up earlier is something that I'm really focusing on at the moment. And I'm trying to kind of flip my study time around from the evening to the morning so that I can have a little bit more more flexibility and time in my day. And yeah, like you, I feel like I've been working on waking up earlier for years. And it's getting it's getting easier. But um yeah, maybe I will just try putting on a baseball cap and some sunglasses and <laughs> and going out. And Absolutely. I'll go out in my pajamas. <laughs> like no no care in the world. Uh I live in LA, so I guess people people wear whatever they want here and no one blinks in the eye, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not I don't know if I could get away with pajamas in Margate, but I can try. Um that's really helpful. Thank you. I think it's just it's so helpful to hear kind of like the deep dive and the details into what people feel like changed that that game for us because we can talk quite general about like diet and things sometimes and it can feel a bit overwhelming because others are like, Well, I, I don't really know where to start. Um so yeah, thank you for sharing that. So you co-founded, well, you founded um, Everything Endo LA, and then was it Kaylee? Yes. Kaylee came along. What does, like, the, I guess the, I don't want to say formula, but what, what do the support groups look like? Like, what do they involve? Do you, like, theme them every month, or do they, are they the same, are they more general? What can people get from them? So we've tested it out. I, I personally liked the idea of theming them and we did for a while. I'd have an act, my acupuncturist come and speak about how it can help endometriosis. I had my pelvic floor PT come and speak and we did have women come to those, but we found it was a little too niche. Like if someone wasn't interested in it or didn't know about it, they wouldn't necessarily come to it. Okay. The ones that did come got a lot out of it because they're they're very good in their in their um, professions. Um, so we tested that out for a while, and we are still active with them. Like they'll come to endometriosis events, and um, I refer a lot of our women or people to them. Um, but we have we've kept it pretty simple. So we call it snacks and chat. So every month. We alternate between the West side and the, the Valley um, just to meet people where they are because LA is very spread out. Yeah. And we just set up a blanket in the park um, and people can bring snacks if they want. We always bring some endo-friendly fruit, foods like fruits and veggies and things like that and talk about our favorite endo-friendly snacks. <laughs> and um and we, we structure it pretty loosely, to be honest. Um, but the idea is we each go around the circle and share a little bit about our story and journey to diagnosis and where we are now and also where we want to be and where we need the support to help get us there. So we then go around the circle and just share those things. And from there, it's really just a conversation. It kind of happens organically, um, where one person will chime in about what helped them and have they checked this out. You know, group coaching is interesting, um, because some women, you have to make sure that everyone gets a chance to speak yes, and feel yeah. heard. And so what Kaylee and I do is make sure that everyone has that chance. And we also at the beginning recognize and make clear that we know everybody is different and everyone is in their own place in their own time. And we honor that. And we're not pushing anything while we'd love to share what works for us in terms of holistic health and also Western health in terms of excision surgery and how to get that covered. There's so much to talk about. Usually it goes over time, but, um, yeah, we, we are clear that we don't want to push 
anything on anyone and they're welcome to take what they want and leave the rest. Mm. Yeah, I think that's so, so important just to have that flexibility. And some people, they're just in different points of their journey. They might not be ready for something. It might not um, sit well with their values. It might not sit well with their lifestyle. So many different factors. And I think that's really important because we don't want people to go away thinking something is the answer and then it doesn't work for them. And then they feel like a failure or, you know, they're, they're really disappointed and then give up trying. Exactly. Exactly. It's such a personal journey and there's so many factors that go into it. Uh, finances definitely being one of them and has come up a lot lately. It's such a big one. And I, I, excuse me, I'm glad when it comes up because there are some great resources that we share for those things. Um, and I'd just like to give her a shout out, Megan Cleary with bad periods. She has a whole, um, a whole page on her website about how to petition for getting your surgery covered. And she recommended a book to me. I'm looking at it right now on my bookshelf. It's called approved and it's all about how to petition, um, for your surgery as well. And she, that's amazing. I've never heard of this book. Yes. It's an incredible resource. And the woman who wrote it uh, fell into this profession because she herself was, um, petitioning for a life-saving surgery to be covered and got it covered and now helps people all around the world get life-saving surgeries covered. And it's a process, but um, Megan helps break it down and even gives you templates, letter head templates and everything um, to send to your insurance companies. And so there is a way it, it takes a lot of time and patience. Um, but we always say, check that out. It's worth a try. Everything's negotiable, including health insurance and health costs. It's a business. And if you find out how they work their business, you can you can get what you need. That's such a helpful resource. Thank you. I'll put that in the show notes. And um, yeah, I, I never heard of that before. So that's brilliant that Megan has that. Yes, she's an amazing resource. She is. Yeah, she's she's so thorough with everything. It's incredible. Yes. Oh, yeah. You had her on the podcast. Yeah, right? yeah, I have. Yeah. Um, it feels like it was a long time ago in the in the beginning. Um, but I haven't, I haven't checked her website for a while, so I'm definitely going to do that. This episode is sponsored by my friends at BU. BU are the people helping you to reduce your period pain with nature. They provide quality, pure CBD balms, drops and sprays, as well as their incredible period patches, which you guys know I love. Some of you have asked what's the best way to get the most out of your patches. Just like most things with endometriosis, everyone is different. So you need to find a method that works for you. But many have written in to say that they find applying the patches a day or so before their period helps to soothe and calm the inflammation before their period even starts, creating like a greater effect when it does arrive. I tend to wear them one to two days before my period so that I can get, um, well, I, I get a bit of backache. So that really helps to ease that and as a result I find that the pain is much if I get pain it's a lot more subtle when my period does start. They come in a pack of five so should last for the majority of your period and you can subscribe so you can get them every month. They're $6.99 for a pack or $4.99 if you go for a subscription. To shop just head to the link in my show notes and start soothing period cramps in natural way. This episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis diet grocery grocery list. This download gives you basically a lowdown of what I eat every week on um, a monthly basis and my personal take on the endometriosis diet. It's not a protocol, set protocol that you have to or should follow, but it is here to serve you, give you inspiration and help you see what eating for endometriosis might look like in real life. It's there for you to kind of take inspiration from and help you put your own approach together. To download it, just head to my show notes and follow the link to get your free copy. So in terms of running, I was like you said that you started the support group kind of out of anger and frustration that it didn't exist already. Mm -hmm. and 
you were also at a point where you had quite a lot going on in your life, even though you had begun that process of managing endo, you did still have quite a lot of pressure on you in terms of endometriosis and what that was doing to your lifestyle and your quality of life. So how has running the support group impacted on your relationship with endometriosis? Mm. Oh, it has completely changed the way I think about endometriosis, to be completely honest. Um, I found a lot of understanding and connection through this group. And I learned how I can, not only how I can be a leader, but, but how I can best deal with with my endometriosis, um, through other people's stories. I will say during that time, I, um, I began to seek out a new job and I was very clear on what I wanted, which was, I wanted to be able to work from home, um, to manage my pain. And, and that was also a non-negotiable for me. And I ended up finding a job where I could do that. And that changed everything for me. I've taken one to two sick days in the last year because of that. Um, so that tremendously helped me, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to go back because it's, it's kind of blurry around that time. But, um, I also began my relationship with my, my partner changed because we decided, we made a conscious effort to say, okay, this is not just your problem. This is our problem and we're a team and we're going to manage this together. And so I think that mindset shift helped me a lot as well, because for a while it felt like it was me and Endo against him and I was having to manage both. So that was really a, a shift as well. And I think through changing my job and and going deeper in my relationship, I was able to find a lot of relief. And that is when I felt like I could really be a leader. I mean, I'm still in it. I still struggle with endometriosis. But I feel like I am now managing it to the point where I can help others do the same. And I've had I've been in a lot of pain even at the circle, but it just by going and showing up for these other women and them showing up when they're in pain to meet us from gosh, some 30, 40 miles away will drive to this, to this circle. Yeah. That in itself is motivation for me to say, I can do this. I can get through this. These, these women carry me just as much as I carry them. And as we carry them. And, um, it's just healing to know that I have those people to go to and without even have to, having to say I'm in pain, they already just know. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of understanding makes such a difference. And I've experienced that when we've run, um, when I've like co-run coaching circles, I totally know what you mean. What do you like, do members tell you what they feel they get from the groups? Do you know like why, what brings people along, like what kind of different reasons they might have and what kind of changes have you witnessed in your members? We are always asking for feedback on our groups and what they want to see more of because this is for for them ultimately. Um, We have heard a lot that the showing our faces both on Insta, you know, just on Instagram and talking about our circles really helps make it feel more personal and less scary. Like you're showing up, but you don't know who you're looking for or what it's going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really good advice and, and something we're doing more of now. Um, we've also heard people get a lot out of the circles, just one, the permission and the encouragement to share your story wherever you are. And that is the best advice I received. And the best advice I always give is just share your story. You will find people become attracted to you that struggle themselves or have someone they know that struggles and they'll come to you and asking for support and answers. And so we always encourage that just to share your story. Um, 
they, we've also heard they get a lot out of where other people are in here and getting answers from them. Yeah. Uh, in terms of what's helped them. So another great success story I love to share is uh, we had a woman who's been coming to my our circle since the beginning, actually, uh, with her husband, the sweetest couple. And they've come also with their children at different times. And she, for the last two years, has been planning uh, excision surgery and has been saving up for it, she and her husband. And she did end up having the surgery and had some complications afterward and yet still came to our circle. Uh, Unfortunately, she was unable to even sit because um, she had a catheter with some complications. And so we, you know, I grabbed a chair from my house to bring for her to sit. Um, But she was able to gain the information about different surgeons and the cost of different surgeons and how to plan for it and how to recover through our group. And to see her come out on the other side, having had the surgery and feeling better in spite of all the complications was just another moment for me to like, it's an all worth it. It's just all worth it kind of moment. Um, So I think people come seeking specific information as it relates to where they are. And they will ask questions about that. Have you had excision? Who have you had it with? And so it gives them a platform to ask the questions and get the answers or get more information to do more research, um, which helps tremendously because, right, you can only do so much reading on all these forums and websites before it's just completely overwhelming and daunting. Yeah. And then also just learning about holistic alternatives. A lot of people don't know about nutrition and acupuncture, pelvic PT. And so that's our mission as well is to talk about these types of uh, holistic practitioners. And we actually have a monthly newsletter now that we highlight every month, a different holistic practitioner in the LA area that's helping women with endometriosis. So it's just another way to get the message out that there are other ways to feel relief um, outside of surgery. Yeah, I think that's so important to spread that awareness because there are still so many people out there who have no idea that there's another, you know, that they don't have to have Lupron or they don't have to have the hysterectomy. You know, in some cases that's right for them, but in many cases people feel forced into that decision because they don't feel like there's any other option. Yes, Absolutely. What would you, if there was, because as you said, like you called, um, was it EndoFound, the Endo Endometriosis Foundation? Yes. And they said, you know, they've got, um, they've got support groups all over, but they didn't have LA. Um, and I know that Endometriosis UK runs support groups across the UK. For people who have never been to a support group and they're nervous, mm-hmm. can you offer any like, words of advice and comfort to kind of ease those fears and any suggestions of like what can make that easier? Yes, I love that question. For anyone who's nervous about attending a support group, I I would encourage them to keep an open mind and and be open to being supported, right? That is that's really the first step is being open to receiving help and receiving support from others. Um, It can definitely be nerve wracking. And I always, excuse me, I always state that, you know, I know this is probably awkward for you to come without having known anyone, but we're so glad you're here. Um, I always like to say too, that, you know, come as you are. That's my motto for everything in life. Come as you are you know, you don't have to be a certain way to, to be a part of this circle. I understand a lot of the times people are in pain and sometimes can't make it. And so we keep the RSVP very loose for that reason as well. You know, I, I find that when people come and they sit down and they start listening, maybe they're not comfortable sharing right away. And I've seen that as well. They start listening Mm -hmm. that immediately is, is relaxing to someone to feel like they're not alone. 
And for those that aren't comfortable with sharing, I do like to make it a point to say, if you're not comfortable sharing, that's fine. You know, you can just say pass. Um, we are also very non-judgmental, So let the tears flow. We're here for you. We have the hugs. It's, it's, there's no such thing as TMI with endometriosis <laughs> or support groups. Definitely not. <laughs> so within minutes, we become very close friends just in talking about what we deal with, right? Um, so yeah, I, I would say come as you are and be open to receiving support and open to receiving new information. Um, I like to... S- and mingle and chat with people because sometimes I find a group setting can be overwhelming for shyer people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what I would love to be able to do is, is coach women one-on-one as well when they need that personalized support. Um, and so I offer that as well to the women who don't feel as comfortable in groups. And if there was someone who couldn't get to LA um for example I don't know they were somewhere else in in America um and they felt they needed some kind of one-to-one support would that be something that you could offer to them like via zoom or, or skype or something yes absolutely I would be I would love to do that and our dream is to reach people in different cities um not only through the support group but just digitally um and so, yeah, I would love, love to be a resource to women outside of LA. And in terms of like advocacy and, you know, you mentioned that you've been able to step into your power as a leader here, um, but you still do have your struggles with endo. For anyone who's interested in running a support group or perhaps already is, I know myself that it can sometimes be quite like, tiring to be in that role of an advocate um Mm -hmm. especially when you're not feeling great yourself so how do you take care of yourself and recharge when you're working with others who also have endometriosis and their story might be triggering for you or maybe you just feel a bit drained like do you have any ways that you protect yourself in that sense yes definitely I make it a point after the circle to not schedule anything so I can have time to decompress Mm -hmm. and, and relax. Um, the last circle we had was pretty heavy. We were all struggling and, and really in it. And I felt it emotionally afterwards. I'm a very sensitive person. I, I would say I'm an empath. Um, and so I just allowed myself to feel it and sit with it. And remember that this is why I do the support groups. Um, It's not just about women sharing how well they're doing now and the success stories. It's also about where we're struggling. Yeah. And I, I am transparent in in my struggle and I also share my story. Um, Even though we're leading the circle, we share where we are as well. Um, So people know that we're in it with them. Um, I think in terms of some trigger alerts that that is something to know if women were starting their own support group and just making it clear that if someone does have triggers you know they're they're welcome to step away um really keeping that open to where people are knowing that it it can bring up some heavy stuff um i think for anyone who wants to start their own or has already started one. Um, it's really interesting. I've had, so I told the endo foundation of America that I started one and they have my information. I'm not sure if it's up on the website, but, um, I'm in in touch with the wonderful people that run that organization. And they've sent a couple people my way, one in Bulgaria, I think that wanted to start a support group and reached out to me. And then another one in Barcelona that wanted to start their own. So, it's been amazing That's to so see, cool. yes, that other women want to start their own too and, and help people where they are. So um, my advice for those people is, again, just start sharing your story and 
set it up however you want. I think Meetup is a great platform to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's very searchable. So I think a lot of women find us just through Google search. And or work with, you know, your local organizations, local doctors, uh, practitioners, and team up with them, tell them about it, just get the word out and start telling your friends and family what you're doing, and they'll send people your way. Um, and, and start there. It's really been an organic journey, which is how I wanted it to be. And, I have, I'm very, very grateful to have met Kaylee. She, I, I truthfully could not do it without her. Um, it would not be what it is today without her at all. And it helps so much again, to feel like I'm not alone in the the leadership, right? Like we yeah. both can, can carry the weight and we're both in a place where we just really want to inspire women and, and meet them where they are. And so that's helped tremendously as well. And I, I think if you can find, you know, an endo buddy that wants to team up with you all the better. And, um, yeah, just talk about it online, get an, get an Instagram, um, hashtag it. People will start to find you and, and, and think of you as a resource, even if they're not in your area. No, that's so true. And I think Instagram is such a good place to begin because I feel that the endometriosis community is really strong on Instagram do you agree yes absolutely it's just yeah it's just a thriving place so um yeah I second that definitely get on Instagram yes that was really the the catalyst to my research I just searched the hashtag endometriosis and discovered a community that I never knew even existed or that I would be a part of or care care so much about I mean these these people have become dear friends of mine and I run into them in the market and we go and grab tea and, um, we, it's just, it's become a real true bond that I never could have dreamt of. And I have really good friends and a really good partner. Um, but it wasn't until I met these, these people that I felt truly connected and, 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 thought of my disease is almost a, a blessing because I was able to meet these people and learn so much about myself and advocate for myself at work and at home and just in my life and take a stand and to give people that permission is so freeing. And I think is one of the, the things that holds a lot of people back in life, but especially when you have a disease, it's hard to it's hard to stand up and, and speak out. And, um, to do that is, is really powerful. Yeah, no, I completely resonate with what you're saying. And I really relate to you saying that it almost feels like a blessing that you're able to do this work in the world. Um, it might sound a bit crazy to people listening, but I really, I really resonate with that. Yes. And I'm just so glad that you're doing this work Gretchen I know how how hard you work and how passionately you feel about it and you're such a wonderful um source of support and you have such a lovely energy so I think that I can only imagine how helpful those support groups are and I hope one day I'll be able to attend one Mm, Um, I would love that yeah I would love that it would be so nice to come and sit yeah, in your circle and see your beam and smile in real life, not Aww. through a camera. <laughs> yes. Well, I just have to say you have been a tremendous, tremendous help in my life more than you probably realize. Aww, your podcast you. got me through those really dark times on my way to work. And I I still remember that first episode. I think it was maybe with the endo twins. And now I'm mm. like, I found my endo twin to see how far I've come. And And you also helped me one-on-one with coaching because I remember after listening to that episode, I thought I have to be friends with her. I have to work with her. I need, I, I, I really, um, I really needed you and you helped me a lot through coaching through Skype and, um, and allowed me to see solutions where I couldn't You you helped me see my blind spots. And I think 
every person needs a coach and every coach needs a coach. And and, um, you have, you have a gift, Jess. And so thank you so much for everything that you do and um, just who you are. It's, it's, I, I, I love you. (laughs) I love you too. Thank you so much for making me emotional now. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, I completely agree. If, I think having a coach is just having that web of support and someone who gets it and understands and is non-judgmental and helps you explore different resources is so essential. So to anyone who's listening and is feeling lost at the moment and maybe can't get to a support group, I think speaking to to Gretchen is just one of the best things you could do. Um, Having a coach makes such a difference. But thank you so much for coming on, Gretchen. It's been so lovely to have you on and to hear your journey and witness your growth and experience. And I'm just so happy for you. And I'm so happy that you're doing this work in the world. Thank you. Thank you so much. I will take care and I will speak to you soon. Okay, sounds good. You too. Bye. Bye. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, You can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world.